0: Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Everybody's moving a little slow this morning because of that rain. But we're going to start, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to lean on His everlasting arms. Amen. So let's all stand, if you would. And uh, we are going to put our hands together and worship the Lord. Put your hands together, help us out. Here you he enough, amen? Let's sing about that this morning. Come on, put your hand together. face if you've been saved i'm assuming everybody here's been saved if you hadn't see so me we can take care of that put a smile on your face tell somebody you're glad to see him this morning we're going to fellowship for just a little bit and then we'll do some announcements today Your place, and uh, you may be seated. We're going to go over just a few announcements this morning. That's some good fellowship right there, amen. All right, so glad you're here on this beautiful rainy uh, Sunday morning, and uh, glad you braved it. This is cream of the crop right here, amen. You braved the weather. You, the devil was talking in your ear this morning. Oh, it's raining outside. You, this bed feels really good, doesn't it, amen? And, uh, and you fought on through it amen so glad you're here uh, first of all anybody uh visitors today anybody a first-time visitor we don't want to embarrass you but we do want to get a record of that anybody first time got some right over here with the Jeff. they're going to give you a card just fill that card out and you can put it in the basket on your way out so we're glad y'all are here no not you i know you anybody else first-time visitor amen all right all right just fill that out we're so glad you're here and put that in the basket on your way out Uh, Hey, don't forget, Wednesdays, we have a full slate of things going on here. Wednesday morning Bible study from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Wednesday night services. We have a wonderful dinner every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. So you can come. You don't have to cook. You can just come and uh, enjoy and eat. Miss Mary will cook for you. Amen. Thank you, Miss Mary. Give Miss Mary a hand for always cooking for us. And and then at 7 o'clock, we have a service for all ages. We'll have a youth service in here. A kid's service in the middle and uh an adult Bible study in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, so please come and uh, have a wonderful time with us. Uh, Sunday school, every Sunday at 10 a.m., so come a little bit early. Get out of that bed a little earlier and you can come for Sunday school. Uh, we uh, always need help for teachers and helpers with children and toddlers, uh, especially Wednesday nights. If you don't come on Wednesday nights, you're missing it because... This building is full and it's uh, it's chaos but it's good chaos amen it's chaos because we uh, miss Cheryl runs the bus uh, we'll have uh, 30 40 kids in here we'll have 30 40 teenagers we'll have 30 40 adults and uh, this building is just packed amen that's why we're, we're building another building back out here amen because we're just out of room and so God is good amen and uh, but uh, but you you are missing it if you don't come come on Wednesday nights And uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful time. All of those things are for for you. And then we're going to have, uh, not this coming Wednesday, but the next Wednesday will be our fall festival. Uh, Yeah, oh, somebody's excited, amen. Now, if you could all get that excited as Natalie is, then you'd be doing good. But Fall Festival is going to be, I'm telling you, it sneaks up on you, all right? But it's already here. Uh, It will be not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. Our parking lot will be full. The Lord's going to give us good weather. We've got some bounce houses. We're going to have free food for everybody in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, We're going to have tons of games and and candy and just everything. The pile of candy in my office is getting halfway up the wall. But guess what? We want to have more candy than we need, so keep bringing candy, all right? Miss Cindy also needs empty gallon jugs, right Uh, empty gallon jugs and we've started a little collection in the fellowship hall back there You'll see it if you go back there So if you've got empty gallon jugs, you can put them back there and Miss Cindy will be much appreciated there. All right Uh, Also, we have a sign-up sheet. We need lots of help. Obviously uh, something like this doesn't just happen That is not your Wednesday night to take off that is your Wednesday night for all hands to be on deck all right so we need your help and there's a sign-up sheet back there if you run out of room on that turn it over and start signing on the back because uh, what we will do starting starting this week is a start is who assign uh, people to games and trunks and uh, certain jobs all right so even if you even if you don't know what you want to do just put anything and we will assign you a job miss Cindy has all the games lined out uh, all you gotta do is just be willing to uh, to participate and facilitate okay so uh, all of that's coming, coming quickly. Always need volunteers for yard work. Uh, you can see Brother Gary Curry or myself if you can help with yard work. Uh, giving can be done uh, with an envelope with cash or check, but you can also give online. It is at giving.landmarktyler.com. You set it up one time on PayPal, and then that's all you got to do it. Uh, we are looking for a small piece of land for one of our members to put a trailer on uh, that uh, needs a place to live. And then we have an, our next movie night in two weeks, uh, Sunday, October 30th, uh, and so uh, be, put that on your calendar, and again, just uh, need, need your help and candy for all of the stuff happening Fall Festival, that's Wednesday, October 26th, all right? and uh, then life recovery class today terry you got that going on today two o'clock yes so if you struggle with uh, hurts habits or hang-ups and i got news for you everybody in here's got something amen you can come today that's what that study is all about on sundays at two all right all right let's stand we're going to continue to worship the lord we're going to carry on all right here we go open up the heavens lord <laughs> one of my favorites. It's called Chain Breaker. you today god we thank you that lord you're our chain breaker and i pray that there's somebody here today lord that needs those chains broken that god you would break them for them god you have the power to break those chains that where we can't break them god we don't have the power to overcome our addictions god we don't have the power to overcome uh, lord the hurts habits and hang-ups that we struggle with god and i just pray god that you would just break the chains For somebody here today, Lord, Satan has a stronghold many times in our lives. And, God, we need you. We can't break those chains ourselves. We need you. And we pray all this in the strong, powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And if uh, you have children that would like to go to Children's Church, uh, they can meet uh, all of our Children's Church workers over at the door over there. Amen. Give our Children's Church workers a big hand and our children. Amen. can hear the rain that's the goodness of God amen Amen. give the Lord a hand for the rain all right (laughs) now here's the thing in a metal building if you hadn't already discovered this it can be a little distracting because it's a little louder in a metal building but that's okay I have found I can talk as loud as I need to amen so, uh, just if you'll concentrate, I'll uh, I'll rip right through this, Amen. Because I do have a very important message for you this morning. Uh, you know, this is a month when we think a lot about supernatural things, and so I've kind of been preaching on supernatural things, but maybe not the supernatural like you think of it. The supernatural is that there is a spiritual realm that goes on all around us every single day, uh, and there is uh, Satan and his demons. Uh, There is heaven and hell. There are angels and demons. Most people today want to believe in a heaven, but they don't want to believe in a hell. Most people today want to believe in angels. You walk in people's houses, they got all kinds of little angel figurines, but I don't walk in many houses and see many demon figurines, amen? Uh, So most people today want to believe in angels, but they don't want to believe in demons. The bottom line is you can't have one without the other. Uh, You can't believe half of the Bible and throw the other half of the Bible away. And the reason that there is... God and Satan heaven and hell angels and demons is because there is a spiritual warfare that goes on and uh, in this spiritual warfare there are only two sources that everything can come from so this is where a lot of people get caught up sometimes especially around Halloween they get caught up in well let's just kind of play around with it can I tell you it's a very dangerous thing to play around with amen you don't want to play around with Satan and his demons because it's very real amen and so we need to understand that this, these, this is very real. It goes on every single day. It's not some playtime, not some play thing. It's not something to be played with, all right? So uh, during this time of year especially, you need to understand that, yes, there is Satan and there is demons and there is spiritual things going on all around you that the, the physical eye can't see. But there are things going on all around us. And there are only two sources it can come from. So if you ever have a question of well something is speaking to me but i don't think that's god guess what you're probably right but there's only one other place that can come from because in the spiritual realm there is god and there's satan all right and so anything that you're being told that is not of god there's only one other place it can come from and that's of satan so today i'm going to talk about satan and his demons now you may think brother mark is real uncomfortable I don't like this conversation Uh, you know I thought this was a Baptist Church I didn't think we were gonna talk about the Holy Spirit and those spiritual things but I can tell you it's as real today as it ever has been Uh, it's in the Bible get out your Bible and read it we're gonna start uh, with Mark chapter 5 verses 2 through 8 a little story there's a little story in the Bible and most of us have probably heard this story before and it says this, when he had come out of the boat, uh, talking about Jesus, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. So none of this is new. This has been going on since the beginning of time, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one could bind him, not even with chains. This guy was so physically strong because he was consumed and filled with this demon. And what we're going to find out is it's not just one demon. When when, uh, later on he asked him, what's your name? He says, legion, which means many, all right? So this is many demons. And he is consumed with these demons, and it's made him so physically strong, they couldn't bind him even with chains, all right? And verse 4, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him, all right? Verse 5. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. You ever heard about that? Cutting. Guess what? Still going on today. So, a lot of times, people are cutting themselves because they're in so much pain. But guess what? Many times, this is a spiritual battle going on, just like it was with this man. Cutting yourself is not a new thing. You didn't, you know, young people these days did not invent that been going along a long time. And it was because of this demon and because of what the demon was doing in this person, he was cutting himself with stones. Okay. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. Now, wait a minute. That don't make any sense, does it? I thought this guy's full of demons. Why would, when he sees Jesus, why would he go running and fall at his feet and worship him? You know why? Because there's Not only is this man filled with demons, but there's still the old guy in there. And there's this battle going on inside of him between the demons living inside of him and the guy who wants to get rid of the demons. So the guy that wants to get rid of the demons sees Jesus and knows, oh gosh, he recognizes immediately, and the demons inside of him recognize immediately, this is the son of God. And so he immediately runs to him, hoping that he can help him get rid of these demons. All right? He cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Now, who's talking, the guy or the demon? The demon's talking right now. So he says, I know who you are. Guess what? Nobody else in the crowd recognizes Jesus is the son of God yet. But guess who does? The demons. So sometimes the demons are smarter than you and I. Because many people want to go through this life today and say, eh, that's just the church trying to cram things down your throat. There ain't no God. There ain't All this stuff is not real. It's just tradition. They're just trying to slam it down your throat. But guess what? The Bible says, Emma and the demons in hell see and believe and know and believe. They know who he is. They have not bowed to him, but they know who he is. And so when nobody else there recognizes, the demons recognize this guy's the son of God. And so they go and they cry out to him, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? He doesn't mix anything about it. He calls him Jesus, son of the most high God. Doesn't even question it. I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Verse 8, for he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. All right? So, uh, as we said later on, he asked him, what's your name? And the demon says, legion, for we are many. All right? All uh, right. And then, if you read the rest of the story, he casts the demons out of the man, and they go into a herd of pigs, and then what happens? You remember? The pigs jump off the cliff, and they drown, okay? So, uh, that's, that's what the Lord does. So, Jesus encounters these demons, and Jesus has authority and power over these demons. Can I tell you this? When you encounter demons or when you encounter Satan in your spiritual battle and sometimes uh, I'll tell you a little story I've told the story before of brother Mike and I going into somebody's house and uh, they had two black cats Uh, yeah two black cats Uh, and uh, I don't think it was any coincidence they were black cats but we go into the house brother Mike begins to give the gospel and the whole family is fixing to get saved those cats have been totally quiet up until this point and Brother Mike says, would you like to be saved? And the entire family, there's like six of them in the living room, they say, yes, we, we'd all like to get saved. And so Brother Mike says, well, all right, everybody bow your heads, and we're going to pray a prayer, and I want you to repeat after me. And the minute that Brother Mike begins that prayer, those two black cats go nuts. And they are running all and they're, running out, they're chasing each other, running all over the place. And I've got my head bowed, but i got to tell you, i got one eye open. And I'm watching those cats. And as God is my witness, uh, Brother Mike, to his credit, he just keeps on going because he knows what this is. He knows this is a spiritual battle. These cats are trying to keep these people from getting saved. So Brother Mike just keeps pressing on. Y'all don't mind them cats. Just pray after me. And uh, the whole family begins to pray. And the whole family prays and asks Jesus into their heart. And as God is my witness, the minute that Brother Mike says, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. The cat shut up. Now, I want to tell you. That may say, well, that's a fun little story, Brother Mark. I'm here to tell you it's real. Spiritual warfare is real. The devil, he cannot have your soul back, but he can do everything to keep you from getting there. And once you've given your heart to the Lord, he does everything to steal, kill, and destroy it from you. That's a promise from the Bible. All right? So let's look at where did Satan come from? Maybe you've never done your Bible study. Satan is a real guy Bible speaks about him. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 Did you know a lot of the stuff that talks about Satan is from prophetic books? Isaiah and Daniel and These are also the same books that prophesy about a coming Savior a coming Messiah So again, you can't have one without the other Isaiah prophesies not only about Jesus the coming Messiah It also tells you the story and prophesies about this guy named Satan, all right? Isaiah 14, 12, we'll go 12 through 14, says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Now, uh, Satan starts out as an angel of God, and his name was Lucifer. And the Bible tells us that he was one of the most beautiful angels and the most talented angels. And guess what he was? Where's Miss Julie? Yeah, worship leader amen lucifer was the worship leader in heaven you got to watch wor- some worship leaders amen no now that's my wife if you don't know so i'm not calling her the devil i would not do that but lucifer was he was the worship leader in heaven and he was uh, the bible describes him as just beautiful music his body was an instrument and beautiful music coming out of his body and so he was uh he was one of the most beautiful talented angels there was then it says, how are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations? 13. says, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. Verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Satan, Lucifer, becomes Satan because of jealousy. Sometimes you let a little bit go to your head. Sometimes people tell you how great you are. Sometimes you believe your own hype. And this is what happened to Lucifer. And Lucifer was not satisfied to be under God. Even as beautiful as he was and as talented as he was, he was not satisfied to be under God. He wanted to be equal with God. Ego jealousy uh pride arrogance any of those things sound familiar things we still deal with today don't ever believe your own hype listen i found i've discovered this most of you are not quite as good as you might think you are on some days and also some of you not quite as bad as you think you are on some days amen the reality is we're, we're somewhere in the middle we are born with a sinful nature we are born needing a savior jesus christ And we all need him. Amen. And if you uh, getting to heaven has nothing to do with how good or bad you are. It has to do with what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross. And he spilled his blood for your sins and my sins. All right? Don't listen to the rain. I'll just keep talking louder. All right? All right. Uh, Satan was one of uh, uh, God's most beautiful angels. Uh, Revelation, let's go to Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. All right, it says, and war broke out in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. The dragon's another name for Satan. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, the serpent, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Well, I don't believe there is a literal hell. I don't believe there is a real Satan. Then rip those pages out. Just rip them out. Throw it in the trash. Amen? Because it's real, and it's as real as anything that God did, and anything that, whoo, come on, Lord, amen? And you might go there right now. Whoo, let's have an invitation right now. Amen. That is perfect timing right there, amen? We could have an altar call right now. Come on, Lord. Woo! All right. (laughs) Um, So let me tell you, um, what do demons do? Let's concentrate on demons. We know the the old guy called Satan, but let's talk about these demons. Demons are the angels. You remember it says that one-third of the angels got cast out of heaven with him. And so that's where these demons come from. They were angels created and meant to praise God, but they followed and they were deceived same way you and I can be deceived today. We can be taught false doctrine and we can be led astray. These angels were so one third of the angels are cast out with Satan and these are his demons. They do his work. All right. So what do demons do? I'm going to go through these things. Number one, demons influence the leaders of nations. Now, why is that important? Why do demons influence the leaders of nations? Because if he can influence an entire nation then that's a whole lot better than an individual in it in other words you've heard me say this many times the more you do for God and the more God gives you favor in front of other people the bigger the target will be on your back and Satan does not like that and you become a prime target for him all of these famous preachers and big time televangelists falling That's not a coincidence. That's not a mistake. The bigger your platform gets and the more influential you are, Satan will go after you because he knows because of your influence, that will make many fall. It's like a stack of dominoes. You ever see the people who set up all the dominoes, and all you got to do is push that first domino? He knows if he finds the right domino, oh, that's going to mess a lot of people up. Let me just push that domino down. And then all of it follows. So the more influence you have, the more you try to press into God, the more God says, I've called you to do this, and I'm going to increase your territory. And that sounds real fun. Can I tell you as a preacher, that that sounded real fun. till the first time the devil crawled up on my back because he didn't like it. Amen? And can I tell you, every Sunday, just about every Sunday, or sometimes it starts on Saturday night, the devil crawls up on my back because he don't like it, because he knows you're going to come here the next morning expecting something, expecting to hear from God, and he don't want me to give it to you. And he wants to miss me. And guess what? It'll usually have to do with whatever I'm preaching on. So guess what's going to happen this afternoon? Preaching on Satan and demons. Good Lord, this light will get crazy. Amen? Um, just pray I don't get struck by lightning. Amen? All right. Uh, so let's go. Uh, there's a scripture for each one of these. Daniel 10, 13 says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, this is Michael the archangel, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. So this is talking about, Daniel says that uh, the prince of Persia uh, withstood me 21 days. The, the devil was working through him and putting me off for 21 days. And Michael the archangel came and fought for me. All right. So when a demon shows up, you need God to show up. When you talk about that the battle is the Lord's and he talks about that I will go before you with my righteous right hand and I will protect you, you need God to go before you. You need the help of angels. You need the help of God himself. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. Because guess what? You on your own are nothing. Me on my own, I am nothing. Notice that when all of these uh, when these demons were encountered, uh, it had to be done, and even the disciples afterwards, they would cast out demons, but they never did it in their own name or under their own authority. It was always under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ because he has the power to defeat Satan. You and I don't. That's why we are under his grace and under his mercy. And so the devil comes in, and he tries to... Uh, and state his will on the leaders of nations you think some of that's happening today <laughs> i think so guess what i don't know if you ever thought about this we talk about the will of god a lot but did you know there's also another will the will of satan you ever thought about that and we pray lord let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven guess what satan is doing he wants his will to be done on earth as it is in hell and these two are at war with each other. So guess what? If he can influence the leaders of nations, he can lead entire nations down the path that he wants it to go. Because he is pressing for his will to be done. All right? Um, how, Brother Mark, you got any examples? Remember a thing called the Holocaust? Can the devil get in and influence one man, Adolf Hitler, and kill off an entire A race of people, not an entire race, but a large section of a race of people. A few years ago, I got to go to Rwanda. In Rwanda, they had a civil war and they had a genocide. And two tribes warred with each other and one, the the more dominant tribe, killed nearly a million of the other tribe. And we went there just seven years after that happened. You could still feel the darkness. You could feel a spiritual darkness in that place because Satan it was it was still all over the land all over the country and demons influence the leaders of nations all right it happens and if we don't learn from history what do we end up doing repeating it all right number 2 demons desire to inflict suffering on you Matthew 17:15 through 18 Lord have mercy on my son this is a guy bringing his son before Jesus Lord have mercy on my son for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Okay? So Jesus heals this man's son. Can I tell you this today? Why do I bring up that story? Because guess what? You are in a war whether you know it or not. If you're raising children right now, you are in a war for your child. This culture, this world, Satan, wants to do something with your children, wants to make them run away from God, wants them to be opposed to God, wants them to be on the other side of God. And we are fighting. We're we're literally fighting culture. We're fighting what's happening down at the schoolhouse. We're fighting what's happening all over our country, all over our nation, and people are trying to lead your children. Listen, the minute, this is what's really sad is uh, many of these young people, we encourage them, Uh, graduate and go to college, and we send them off to college, and unfortunately, unless you send them to a Christian college, and even then, that's no guarantee, but uh, you send them to a state college or a college that is not a Christian college, do you know what they're going to be indoctrinated with? The opposite of everything you brought them up with. Everything you've just spent the last 18 years, they're going to go in for four years, and somebody's going to tell them, that's stupid, your parents are idiots, Everybody's drinking the Kool Aid. That's wrong. Throw your Bible away, and they are going to take your 18 years and try to flush it down the toilet. The enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy every good thing in your life. And that's the sad part of the matter. You're sending your kids to college to become educated and to become a better person. And many times, the exact opposite is what's happening. Do not, do not let somebody else tell you how your kids are going to turn out. You have to fight. Can I tell you this today? Some of us need to toughen up and fight. Amen? We are Christians. The reason this country, and and a lot of the blame has to go to us. The reason things are the way they are is because we have allowed them to be the way they are. Somebody has to stand up and fight. The devil wants to fight. The devil's not afraid of you. The devil wants a fight. He is trying to bring you in and engage you in a fight. But Scripture and the Bible and Jesus tells us this is not the same kind of fight you think. You don't win this fight with a sword and a gun. This is a spiritual battle. You fight this fight on your knees. And you fight this fight by doing the things and taking a stand for the gospel and taking a stand for him. Amen? doesn't mean hate people doesn't mean you're going to get out a gun and we're going to go down uh, to the abortion clinics and shoot everybody that we don't agree with or or do any of these things. Uh, Those people are just as crazy as anybody else. But what would Jesus do? How would Jesus fight it? He knew it was a spiritual battle. When the devil took him into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, he said, I rebuke you. And every time that Satan tried to tempt him, he fought it with scripture and with prayer. Amen. This is a spiritual battle, and you don't win it. It's not a flesh-and-blood war. It is a spiritual battle. Amen? But guess what? You and I got to fight. Can I tell you all this story? This is an embarrassing story. Probably going to embarrass my wife. We went for my wife's uh, birthday. We went down to Broken Bow this past weekend. And we got, uh, my wife had done this 10 years, was it 10 years, maybe about 10 years before? Floating down the river, canoeing down the river she wanted to do that with her family and share that well can I tell you some of us were not really excited about it <sighs> because you've heard Chris Farley you sing that uh, song fat man in a little coat this was fat Man in a little boat amen <laughs> and if you don't do those things just right and we got down there and my wife was expected because last time it was the smoothest trip and they're just beautiful and she said the foliage everything was so beautiful we were just taking pictures that was not our experience at all. The devil showed up, amen? And fat man in a little boat, we got out there in these kayaks and they gave us kayaks, not canoes. Well, they they don't uh, f- do quite as smoothly. And so there's these rocks out there and they're very slick rocks. And we get, we get we can get 100 yards down the river and we're hung up on a rock. And my wife gets out because I'm fat man in a little boat. I'm having trouble getting out, amen? And she's trying to, and then she can't move because, again, the rocks are just so slick. And so uh, I'm hung up on the rock. I'm sitting there. And I realize all right, we're here. And uh, Mark, you, you're going to have to get out the boat because you ain't moving off this rock. Uh, we tried every which way we could. And there were two <laughs> 10 and 11 year old boys, brothers, fishing. They became Jesus to us, amen. They're down there fishing. Y'all need some help? Yes, please. And so they, they come sliding down there, and they got, they got water shoes on. We, we weren't prepared at all. We were in full jeans, tennis shoes, socks, you know, and now we're soaking wet. And uh, so, and then somebody else comes along and say, well, you know, you're going to have to try to get over here. Uh, you're going to have to get over here to the edge, uh, but those rocks are really slick right there. And then there's sand over here, and you sink in that. And so i got to get out of the boat. Now, some of you can relate to me. i got an $80,000 knee right here. It's uh a, a artificial knee. I do not want to mess this $80,000 knee up, amen? But I know if I didn't get out of that boat, I'd still be sitting there this morning in that boat, <laughs> fat man in a little boat. Can I tell you, now, this is an amusing story, but it, it takes me back to when Peter, you remember when Peter, was, Jesus invites him to walk on the water? But what is the first thing that Peter has to do? Peter, in order to walk on the water, you're going to have to step out of the boat. And so I decided, Mark, unless you're going to die here on this rock, you got to get out of this boat. And I'm glad nobody had a video camera. Because me getting to that shore was ugly. Amen. It was not flattering. And I've discovered as an old person, you just need to give some things up. Amen. Floating on the river may be one of those things. Amen. But I finally got out of there. But the the whole moral of that story reminds me that some of you are engaged. The devil's all over you and you are laying in bed and you just want to wallow in it. And you've got, you've got to realize you're in a fight. And if you don't get up and fight, then you're just going to lay there. You're just going to lay there and die, spiritually die. And so we've been called to fight the fight. And as hard as it is, as embarrassing as it is, eleven-year-old boy trying to help this old man out of the boat and make it to the shore, you got to do it. And you 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 got to rely on other people someday. You got to rely on other people to help you. Those two little eleven-year-old boys, I just want to kiss their neck. Amen. Cause we'd have been lost without him, wouldn't we, Julie? And uh, you know, but here's what I'm telling you. The devil is on some of you. But get up, get in the fight, and just get after it. Otherwise, you're just gonna lay there and die. I did not want to be sitting on that on that rock this morning. I needed to be here. Amen. So I knew I I wanted to get out of this boat at some point. Come here, eleven year old boy. Help me, help me, amen. That's the way it is. Uh, we need to fight the fight. You're never going to walk on water till you get out of the boat. Um, you are in a battle for your children and your grandchildren. Fight for them. You know what? My kids are all grown, but now I'm starting to have grandkids. It scares me to think what kind of world they're going to grow up in, doesn't it? Amen. But guess what? I can even sit around and go, oh, 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 oh dear God, and just shake and wring my hands. Or I can decide, you know what, I'm not gonna put up with it. I'm gonna fight with every last thing I've got. Amen. I'm gonna fight the good fight so that I can be like Paul at the end of my race say, I have run the race. I've done all I could do, and I, my race is over. But I have fought the good fight. Amen? Amen? That's what you and I have got to do. Don't just give into it. Don't just say, well, that's just the way it is. No, fight it. Fight it. Number three, demons. Uh, scheme to lure you away from God First Timothy 4 1 Now the spirit expressly says that in latter times Some will depart from the faith Giving heed to deceiving spirits And the doctrines Of what? Demons That sound familiar? Are some people Falling away from the church today? <laughs> yeah I'd say so Look at all the empty seats Next to you Are some being lured away? Was COVID, was it just a, a fluke? Or was it something that Satan could use for his advantage? Fear, anxiety, worry. Um, he cannot have your soul back, but he can try to lure you away from God. If you read about prophecy and you read about the last days, it talks about many falling away from their faith, many leaving the church, leaving their faith. And that's exactly exactly what we see today. And the demons, this this is not coincidence. Satan is at work, and that's part of his greatest scheme right now. If you're saved, he cannot have your soul, but he can lure you away from God. He can make you put it on the back shelf. He can make you say, well, that's God. I'll just put that on on Sunday, and then I'll live like I want to Monday through Saturday. That doesn't glorify anybody, and that's not going to help anybody. Amen. But that's exactly what the demons scheme to lure you away from God. Um did you know this demons are not omnipresent and omniscient like God is but did you know Satan and his demons can watch you and they can study you I believe this very clearly why does it seem like the thing you struggle with the most is the thing that keeps come, popping back up in front of you Satan and his demons they're very good they study you they watch you they learn your habits they learn your weaknesses and they learn your triggers, right? And then Satan knows that. And once they kind of do a study on you, Satan says, all right, we've seen what this guy's are. We got the list there. You go, you go make sure this is in front of him every single day, every single day. And that's the way Satan works. He wants to lure you away from God. All right, number four, demons want to paralyze you with fear. I kind of already talked about this one. But if he can lock you up, you know what fear is? Fear, anxiety, and worry is like shackles. It just, makes, it just locks you up. Most people that suffer with anxiety, worry, and fear, what do they want to do? Stay in the bed. Don't get out wallowing it like a pig in slop. Amen? Because that's what we like to do. It's comfortable. But it locks you up. I know so many people today that are locked up in fear. Don't want anybody breathing on them, touching on them. Uh, mo- so many people working from mo- what they've. I know many people who've just become hermits in their own house. And can I tell you this? That ain't living life. That ain't living. Life. When you remove any contact with people and you remove relationships from your life, that ain't a life. And you are we're locked up. We're locked up. All right. Demons want to paralyze you with fear. Uh, That is 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. Therefore, I remind you, stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You notice what it says there? Look, we all concentrate on that. God's not given us a spirit of fear. But many times we forget the second part. In replace of the spirit of fear should be a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Those are pretty powerful things. A sound mind. You know very many people with a sound mind? Unfortunately, I don't know very many people with a sound mind. You know what I believe a sound mind means? Somebody that can think with common sense and not on their emotions, and they don't let the emotions rule them and control them. They think with a sound mind. What makes sense? What, is, what would God do? What would Jesus do? What would God have me to do? It sounds real easy having a sound mind, but it's not as easy as it sounds. Means you got to stop letting your emotions run you on a roller coaster. All right, all right. Um, so two things to battle the darkness. Number one, don't treat your enemy lightly. Jude chapter one verse nine says this. Yet Michael, the, this is back to that same one with the Michael the archangel. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dare not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, "The Lord rebuke you." Notice that even Michael. Michael the archangel, one of the most powerful angels, did not engage with Satan in his own power. Even Michael the archangel said, the Lord rebuked. He didn't respect Satan, but he respected the power of Satan. Can I tell you this? In this month of October, don't play around with the devil. You You don't need to fear him, but you need to respect what he can do. Because you don't have the power to go against Satan on your own. In the name of Jesus and in the power of Jesus, don't ever, you need to take your enemy seriously, not lightly. Number two, we don't fight with our power, but with God's authority. Matthew 10:1 It says, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. All right. Oh, that's Deuteronomy 8.10, okay. Uh, but uh, that, that also, okay, here's the thing. Our power is not great enough. We fight in the authority of God through the name of Jesus Christ. Um, if I were to pull up next to you, if I saw you speeding down 64 here, which happens quite a bit, if I were to chase you in my big brown van out there and pull up next to you and say, pull over, would you do it? I would Mm Mm-mm. Because you don't see no lights on my car. You don't see no uniform. I don't hold any authority to pull you over and give you a speeding ticket. But guess what? The bubble gum machine shows up, and the guy in the the right uniform shows up. You better pull over because that guy is operating under the proper authority. You and I today don't operate under your own authority, but you... Operate under the the, uh, Most High God and the Son of the Most High God. He has the proper authority to fight Satan and fight the demons. Can I tell you this? Go to that last scripture you just showed. Don't play around. Do not flirt with darkness. I skipped that one, but this is it. For all who do these, uh, they're for sure. Yeah. One who practices witchcraft, a soothsayer, one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. Can I tell you this? Be very, very careful. And this is this is not just a Halloween thing, but all all the time. People, especially young people, want to get involved in seances and ouija boards and somebody who claims that they're you know a witch, but they're a good witch or a bad witch or and uh, all of these things or a medium or a spiritist, somebody who talks to the dead. You remember what I said? Do not play with these things. You remember what I said? Every spiritual authority comes from only one of two places. And if if it's not of God, its source is only one of the places it can be, and that's Satan. And it is not something to be played with. You will get to communicate with the dead one day when you're dead. Until then, leave it alone. Is that your preacher talking to you like a daddy? But I'm telling you, it's not something to be played with. Do not play with the things of the Spirit. Because we're not operating with the right authority. If you do come up against those things, you do everything in the name of Jesus. But you do not try to fight something on your own. Because Satan can whoop up on you. He can crawl on your back. And if you're not doing it under the right authority, he can defeat you. All right? I'm going to ask the band to come. Let's pray. If you would, bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here to say today and you'd say, Brother Mark, I'm not sure if I were to die right now, where I would go? where I would spend eternity. You can pray a prayer because he's as close as a prayer away. He waits on you with his arms wide open, waiting on us to come to him. And so I want to ask you today, if you would say, Brother Mark, I'm not sure if I were to die if I'd go to heaven. You can get that nailed down today because it's not based on you. It's based on what he did for you on the cross. So I'm just going to invite you to pray this prayer. If you've never prayed that prayer or you prayed it a long time ago and you're not, you're not sure and you'd like to just nail it down today pray this prayer with me in your heart, mind and spirit say dear Jesus I believe you died on the cross for my sins and right now the best way I know how I ask you to come into my heart forgive me of my sins and save me I believe you died for me Jesus and I accept what you did for me now every head still bowed every eye closed if you prayed that prayer today as a prayer of salvation or as a prayer of recommitment I'm not going to embarrass you, but would you raise your hand? I'd love to pray for you if you prayed that prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. We're going to have a time of response, and I'm not going to embarrass you, but I would love to pray for you. I'm going to ask you if you raised your hand and you prayed that prayer today. Just when we sing this song, if you'd just come and let me pray a short prayer over you, uh, I would just love to be able to pray and ask the Lord. So if you if you raise your hand. You come during this time. Father, I pray that you'd have your will and your way during this time of response. We're going to stand and sing one more song, and then we're going to have a response time. And uh, we're going to sing this together. He's our way maker. Amen. respond uh, to whatever you're doing, whatever you're saying in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Julie's going to continue to sing. I'm going to ask you if you need to come to this altar and pray, or if you raised your hand a minute ago, would you let me come and pray with you? Uh, You come, and if you need somebody to pray over you, I would be honored to pray over you. As we continue to sing, you just come. If you need to come and join the church, if you need to come and just uh, lay your burdens at the altar, whatever you need to do, you come at this time. tell you today he's the one that can break the change in your life he's the one that can be your way maker you can't do it without him don't even try stop trying many times we find out I just can't win this battle I just can't win this battle and I would say it's right you got it right you can't win the battle on your own you got to have the Lord come up beside you and fight with his mighty right hand the Bible says it's his mighty right hand not your mighty right hand it's his mighty right hand that goes before you and fights the battle, amen. I hope you were encouraged today. Fight the fight. Come on, fight the fight, stand up. The enemy is fighting all of us. Don't stay in the boat, amen. I I had to learn that the hard way this weekend. Don't stay in the boat. You're just gonna lay there, amen. I hope that you enjoyed yourself this morning. I I wanna pray, be careful out on the roads. Uh, I've been convicted to do one thing. Many of y'all know I'm a big fan of Whataburger. Uh, I'm a Whataburger uh, fanatic, amen. And so I just thought, you know, many times I don't have the time or uh, people are busy and got to go, but I know you all eat lunch. So I'm just going to start doing this every Sunday. I'm going to be down to Waterburger every Sunday because I love Whataburger, amen. And I would love anybody that wants to go, meet me down here at the Chapel Hill Whataburger. Uh, it's not crowded on Sunday afternoons at all. And uh, come so we can fellowship. I would love to get to know you better. And if you're a first-time visitor, and I know the first-time visitors, uh, I will buy, I'll even buy you lunch, amen? Now, I know all of y'all show up when we buy but first-time visitor, all right? But uh, it's just another opportunity for us to uh, spend some time together, fellowship, all right? Father, we love you. Thank you for being in this place today. Keep us safe as we drive from here, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.